And so our gospel, this gospel that is revealed in Romans 1, 17, therein is the righteousness of God revealed. It is a gospel that meets sin head on. It tells men that they're filthy and guilty and deserving of hell in the sight of a holy God. But God has the answer. God has the remedy to bring you into a right standing with God. Welcome to our radio program, Let the Bible Speak. This is Pastor Ian Golliher, and I hope that your soul will be stirred today as we return to the message of the gospel, where the Apostle Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God, for therein is the righteousness of God revealed. That is, that beautiful white garment which was provided, prepared and provided by the Lord Jesus who lived a sinless and a perfect life that he might present to us and transfer to us all his works, all his perfections that we may stand before God holy and righteous, acceptable to God in heaven. Now, I want you to stay tuned as we get to that message just in a moment. And, of course, there is the clip on, Are we falling into Sodom? Is the wrath of God coming upon Canada because of its wicked, sinful agenda? I believe it is. And I want to talk to you about that at close of the program. So stay tuned. Right now we're going to go to our uh, program or message for today. And it's found in Romans chapter 1, verse 18. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to Jew and Gentile. Paul made very, very sure that the gospel of Christ was not limited to any one particular nation or people, but rather that it had the scope of a worldwide gospel. And so we take delight in this also today. Stay tuned as we come to the message from our pulpit. So in verse 17, one more thing about this righteousness. It is received by faith. It's revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Now, a lot of people get crazily mixed up when they come to this statement, faith to faith, because they think of that as something that is incremental, that is growing on you, that you have a little bit now as you 
trust in the Lord. You get a little bit tomorrow as you trust more. And you get more and more as you grow as a Christian. That you get more of this righteousness by from faith to faith. Now Paul the Apostle took this statement right out of the Old Testament book of Habakkuk. Chapter 2 verse 4. The just shall live by faith. And so it would appear that the way is to live more and more and more in the way of such faith. <coughs> Incremental. Little bit by little bit. That's what you may think. But let me stop you here. The verse says, the just shall live by faith. That means the person who has been justified, just as if he had never sinned in the sight of God, declared righteous, that person who has received the perfect righteousness of our Lord Jesus, put on the garment that is spotless clean. That person goes on to live by faith. That person who has already been completely justified will believe on and on and rejoice in his standing that he has in Christ Jesus. Now, and here is a big now, believers are justified now. Would you turn me to, with me to Romans 3 and to verse 20? Therefore, by the deeds of the law shall no flesh be justified in his sight. So this justification does not come by keeping the Ten Commandments. Does not come by making the Ten Commandments a ladder to heaven. We are justified not by the law or the deeds of the law. We are justified, declared righteous, by the righteousness of God without the law being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Now, I want you to look at verse 21. But now, that is a time-based word. Now, I come from the north of Ireland. And if you ever meet some people, especially from the city of Belfast, they will throw in nows very freely. It's a wonderful day now. I'm glad to be here now. Now it's nice to be here. Now let's do something. And they throw in the now so freely. It's like a redundant word. It's like just a, a little filler in our colloquial way of saying things. But this word now in verse 21 is the Greek word nun. N-U-N. And according to Greek scholars, that's the proper way to pronounce it. Nun. Now that helps us because nun is a specific time. It will soon be noon today. And at noon, you want to be going home, right? 
You want the sermon to be over. You want to be on your way home at noon. That's a set time. In this text, we read then, verse 21, But now, at this time, the righteousness of God without the law. And so, this righteousness is given to us not little by little, tomorrow and the next day and next month, next year, and until we die. It is now, at this moment, the believer in the Lord Jesus receives all of the righteousness, all the perfections, all the earned obedience of the Lord Jesus is bestowed upon the believer on the Lord Jesus now. And so it's not wrong for a Christian to say, I am saved now. Today I am a Christian. 100% justified and ready for heaven. As the apostle expanded this theme in the book of Romans, and I would suggest that Romans 1, 16, 17 is really the thesis of the whole book, and everything branches out from this. As the apostle Paul developed the doctrine of justification by faith alone, now completed as you believe in Jesus, first time. We see it then right through this book. And I'm going to ask you to look for the nows in Romans. Let's look at chapter 4, verse 3. Chapter 4, verse 3. For what saith the Scripture? Abraham believed God, and it was counted unto him for righteousness. Now to him that worketh is the reward not reckoned of grace, but of debt. And the whole argument of, of Abraham is that he was justified once, one time. And then look at verse 6. Even as David also describeth the blessedness of the man unto whom God imputeth righteousness without works. And he goes on to say in verse 8, Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will impute sin. And then down in verse 24 of that same chapter, after giving these examples of Abraham and David, it's not just for them. It's not just for Old Testament believers. Verse 24, But for us also, to whom it shall be imputed, if we believe on him that raised up our Lord Jesus from the dead, who was delivered for our offenses and was raised again for our justification. Do you believe that Jesus died on the cross, shed his blood to make atonement for sin? Do you believe that God raised him up again on the third day? Have you called on him to clothe you in that perfect righteousness that you would be accepted with God? Now, what does Paul say? Verse chapter 5, 1. Therefore, 
being justified by faith, we have peace with God. We have it now, today. And over in verse 9 of chapter 5, much more than being now justified. And that word now is noon, a point in time. Justified once, justified freely, justified fully. And then we go to chapter 8, verse 1. And I'm sure this is a well-known verse to many Christians. There is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. It's now. And you can be saved now. Saved from all of your sins. Saved from all of your past. Saved by the blood of Jesus for all eternity. Now, today, when you come believing that he is the Christ, the sent one by the Father who came into the world to save sinners. There is a horrible heresy that is floating around. It's called the New Paul Theology. And it talks about present justification and final justification. And they say that your final justification is based upon how much fruit you bear. You do not declare a person finally justified until they bear more fruit and more fruit. But when is it enough? And it drives people to despair. And it destroys the gospel for which the Apostle Paul was not ashamed. And I today am not ashamed to tell you on the authority of this Bible, on the authority of this book of Romans, that if you believe on Jesus now, you are justified now, completely, fully, and for all eternity. Now there's one more big logical reason here, Romans 1.18. We're going back to chapter 1. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven. The wrath of God is revealed from heaven. I'm not ashamed of the remedy. I'm not ashamed of God's way of saving sinners by the death of His Son by the garment of righteousness, by the finished work of the cross, because on that cross Jesus took our wrath. He bore our curse. And all the condemnation that was due to you and me, all the anger of God who in holiness was filled with fury against our horrible sins. Jesus has interposed his death upon that cross. Being a God-man is of infinite value, and he has extinguished, put out the fire of God's wrath for every believer, everyone who calls on him to be justified, 
to be redeemed and to be clothed in the righteousness of Christ. And we're not ashamed of this gospel because as you come and as you present yourself in the ER of the gospel church and you tell me that your heart is not right, you tell me that your thoughts are wicked, you tell me that there is within you an awful propensity to sin and there's things that plague you that take away your sleep, take away your peace. We have a gospel that will fill your heart with the joy of full salvation, full and free. We need to see what the apostles saw in the first century. Through their zeal, the Christians at Rome displayed that God was at work among them. Would you go back to Romans 1 verse 8? The apostle in the opening of this letter, he says, First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all that your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world. Now, Rome was Satan's center. It was the political hub of the Roman world. It's where the place where slaves went to labor and die. It's the place where criminals were executed on rolls of crosses on the roads in and out of Rome. It's the place where armies were sent out to destroy nations. And it's the place where victors came in with their slaves dragged behind them. And yet in Rome, there was this church where Christians had called on the Lord Jesus and their faith was being spread around the known Roman world. It was the place of trade, the place of tourism, and that message of a band of people in the city of Rome who believed and rejoiced in this gospel. What a testimony. And this church can have that testimony in Singapore that from you around the world will go the news that God has a people who believe and are not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, who say that it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, that it is indeed the very victory of God in souls, for therein is the righteousness of God revealed, and therein is the wrath of God Put out. Now, if you are not a Christian today, you need to call on the Lord Jesus to be your Savior. You cannot afford to miss out on this good news, this power of God to change your life and set you free from sin. Will you come? Will you believe? Or will you leave today a rejecter, turning away from the good news of the gospel? I plead with you to come to the cross. The way back to God begins at the cross of Calvary. Come as a sinner, guilty and bankrupt. Come to the remedy that Jesus is the perfect Savior for you. And call on him to come into your heart and your life. 
Will you do that today? What a tragedy that you have come to hear about the gospel that is the good news and to miss it. And that guilt piles up. The offense of a holy God damns you further and further, and you lose your soul. That would be tragic. There are many here today that would like to help you, pray with you, open the Bible and answer your questions, and show you how from the authority of the Bible you can be saved. Speak to an usher. Speak to one of the pastors today. But come. Don't leave this service without the Lord Jesus in your heart. And may He change your life as He promises to do. Amen. God bless His Word today. You're listening to Let the Bible Speak. This is Pastor Ian Golliher calling all Canadians back to the Bible. What has happened to our beloved Canada? We have plummeted to the depths of sin and shame, and multitudes don't care or don't know that sin always brings consequences. God has said in His Word, Be sure your sin will find you out. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Righteousness exalteth a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. Yet Canadians are like Lot. Every day they are getting deeper and further into Sodom. I don't think Lot thought he would ever live in Sodom. He saw the green pasture for the cattle. He cut loose from Abraham to make his own way as a businessman. It's where he ended up that ought to scare us. He saw the city of Sodom. He went to live in the city, and he also took office in that city, even though his soul was constantly grieved by its sin. And he was there when the angels of the Lord visited with a pronouncement of judgment upon that place. I know there are many who some years ago would never have gone down the road to Sodomy, nor planned to get involved in it here in Canada. But the pressure of the world has drawn them in. Lot was led out of the city by those angels. He, his wife, and two daughters were pulled out. Let me ask you, what is it going to take to get you out of Sodom? God's judgment is coming upon all forms of evil. God's wrath will fall on Canada. He will not long tolerate the open defiance of his laws. Canada has gone from taking the Ten Commandments out of our schools and public forums to instituting the very things that the Bible condemns in those Ten Commandments. Men thought that society could live in a vacuum of neutrality on moral issues, but they cannot. When morality was sucked out, the madness of rebellious men rushed in to institute a new culture of immorality. It is time to refuse the lie that God doesn't see or doesn't care. Look at what happened to the cities of the plain near the Dead Sea. They were judged by fire and brimstone. They were wiped off the map, and everyone living under its control were gone. Sodom and Gomorrah is a warning to people of every age that God will not ignore our sins. God will soon judge the wicked who defy his holy standards of morality. Every soul needs to heed the warning and get out of the thinking that men and women 
can go on endlessly in the paths of sin. To do so with profit, go back to the Bible, read its message, and then heed its warnings to flee from the wrath to come. If you truly repent and turn to faith in the Lord Jesus, you will be saved. All who will not heed God's warning will be judged. And do not be like Lot's wife who, from out of the city, looked back yearning for her sinful life. It's not enough to know about the sins that God hates. You must hate them too by turning away from them in repentance and by turning to the Savior who was sent to save us from our sins. Will you turn from the world today and be saved? Will you stop in your paths going on and on towards Sodom and today turn to the cross of Calvary where Jesus suffered for all our many sins? By his blood you can be saved even from the sins of Sodom. In the New Testament, the church called Corinth There, Christians worshiping the Lord who had been delivered from such sins. Paul the Apostle said of them, Such were some of you, but ye are washed, ye are justified, ye are sanctified. You need that testimony of cleansing from your sins. Then you will be saved from God's wrath, free from all condemnation, and sure of heaven. This is what the Bible promises in Romans 8 verse 1. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. And the Spirit will never lead you in the way of the sins of Sodom. Flee, my friend. Go to the cross today and be saved. Thank you for listening to Let the Bible Speak Today, and this is Pastor Ian Golliher. I hope that the gospel message of the picture of the Lord Jesus suffering, bleeding, dying upon the cross has gripped your heart. Balance that with man's sin and need of the Savior. The Lord Jesus is the Savior you need. No matter your sins, No matter your iniquities or background, the Lord Jesus came into the world to seek and to save that which was lost. And if you know that you're lost, if you know that you have no hope of peace with God on human terms, you need the Lord Jesus to become your Savior. And he will interpose, he will plead for you as your advocate, and the Bible says that we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. If any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father. Now, please feel free to give me a call or send me an email. And coming up very soon as all the announcements. But uh, the website is ltbs.ca, ltbs.ca. And please join us again at this time on this station tomorrow as we Let the Bible Speak. You are listening to Let the Bible Speak, the radio broadcast of the Free Presbyterian Church in Canada. This is Pastor Ian Golliher. If you missed part of today's program or would like to hear it again, you can find it archived by program date on our website. Just go to www.l.com. 
tbs.ca, CA for Canada. There you can read my blog, find my Bible study notes, audio and video sermons, as well as helpful articles. Or you can go to our podcast on iTunes. We're on the air Sundays at 9.30 a.m. for our full church broadcast and Monday to Friday, 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. on this station to bring you the gospel from our free Presbyterian church here in Cloverdale. We also invite you to our church services on Sundays, 10.30 and 6 p.m. Through our website, you can listen and view to our online services at 10.30 and 6 p.m. Make it your Sunday worship. Click on the Live Now button on the homepage of our website. Or if you would like to talk with me one-on-one as a pastor, please give me a call. The phone number is 604-897-2040. The mailing address is 187 9058 Avenue, Surrey, BC, V3S1M6. We're located just two blocks north of Number 10 Highway on 188th Street. Our website again is ltbs.ca. You can join us Monday to Friday, 5 a.m., 5 p.m., here on this station as we let the Bible speak. Music.